Once the opportunity arose for him to close the show, he did it in emphatic style. Whatever he hits, falls. Umar Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global in Las Vegas. It's Tyson Fury fight week, but I'm joined by Alexander Vozdik, WBC light heavyweight champion. How are you, Alexander? Very good, perfect. Yeah. I'm very excited to be here. And uh, I'm very excited uh, for your upcoming fight, uh, unification with Arsene Baturbitev. Um, looking forward to it? Yep, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we know you, we fought, uh, you fought in the amateurs, uh, yes. and it didn't go your way. Uh, do you have an extra incentive to, to win this fight? A bit of revenge? Is there personal stuff to Unata? Uh, it's not personal because I don't know him personally. I respect him as a fighter, but I don't know him as a person. You know, like, yeah, he was better 10 years ago and I was fighting with a broken nose, but, you know, I'm not looking for excuses. Right now it's different time, different boxers. We are both different and it was uh, 10 years ago, so we will see. You've been uh, into mega fights, you had a, a big fight with Adonis Stevenson, he did very well. Obviously, uh, it was a bit sad what happened with Adonis. Have you spoken to him much after? I know he's doing well okay. Do you have much contact with him? No, I never spoke with him personally, but I, I sent a video, you know, to support him. And you know, like, uh, I always uh, looking for, for the news and some uh, members of his team say that he's like 95% uh, great. And um, I saw his interview when he walking with his wife. He seems like a completely healthy person and I'm happy for him. That's great. Um, obviously, besides that, it was an excellent performance. You really announced yourself uh, to the division. Uh, but this is your toughest uh, assignment to a date. Yes. Uh, do you believe you'll stop, Arta? You know, everything can happen, you know, like we, we both can hit and it's a boxing, you know, like, uh, I don't know, we'll see. Mm -hmm. I just want to get your thoughts on a, a fight we had recently in the division. Uh, Sergei Kovalev defended his uh, title against Anthony Yard. What do you make of Anthony Yard's performance? Very tough guy, very strong and, you know, like very big, you know, like I don't know how he making 175. But uh, Sergey shows that he's a real man. You know, he has some problems in uh, round number eight, but then he's like, uh, you know, uh, keep going and finish him. Mm. Very good performance. Yeah, by uh, we're expecting an announcement for Canelo Kovalev. Uh, what do you make of that fight, Canelo? Looking like he'll go up to a 175. It's going to be in Las Vegas, you think? I think it's already been announced as official it's today. Official? The, today, yeah, today, Is it really? it's already official. Okay. November second. Very interesting fight, and uh, Canelo, really tough fighter. I think it's interesting. I think uh, Kovalev has an advantage because his size is because he really light heavyweight and Canelo probably middleweight. But we will see. I, I think Canelo has a smart team and I, I think they know what they're doing. Do you expect, uh, who do you expect to win that fight? I expect Kovalev going to win this fight, but it's going to be a tough fight. I don't, I don't think it's going to be easy. Okay. Alexander, thank you very much for your time on IFL. Uh, wish you the best of luck ahead of your fight with Varta. Is there anything you want to add? Any message to your fans? Uh, to all my fans, come to Phil October 18th, it's gonna be hot. <laughs> Top man, thank you champ. Thank you. Once the opportunity arose for him to close the show, he did it in emphatic style. Whatever he hits, falls. opportunity arose for him to close the show he did it in emphatic style whatever he hits falls
That's a bit awkward. Very awkward. <laughs> no, you know what it was? Someone picked a, them up from the airport this morning and they said, oh, they're not happy with you. Said there's something in their contract they're not happy about. I'm like, but basically, it's no problem to talk about it. Is when you give someone. You can an speak offer, up a bit as well. No, just in case he isn't. <laughs> He's standing there. He's not happy, is he? Uh, no, basically, we've got a rematch clause. They haven't. Main reason being well, is she doesn't. She don't care. <laughs> she don't care if she had one or not. It's my job because she's the biggest star in, in women's sport. But regardless of that, the reason we can't give a rematch clause is we've got plans. We've got Delphine Pearson. We've got Amanda Serrano. We've got contracted fights that we have to take. So contractually, we can't give a rematch clause. And if we had to, we wouldn't take this fight. And if we didn't take this fight, Christina wouldn't be making a lot of money and getting a chance for herself to become one of the biggest stars in the sport. Does that make sense? Yeah. I should You're have just said that on the stage, but anyway. You folded I kind of froze, to be honest with you. I you like, did, you uh, did. Uh, <laughs> I'd like, um, Katie, your chance to become a, a two-weight world yeah. champion, moving up to uh, 140 pounds. So she looks like she, she's here... Oh, she looks game, should we say? Yeah, yeah, she's definitely very, very game. I, I knew that coming into this, uh, coming into this fight, she's a very, very tough opponent. Her big right hand, she's very aggressive. It's going to make for a very exciting fight. Um, yeah, it could be a toe-to-toe -to -toe war if I if I don't move my legs. Who knows how I'll feel on the on the actual night? But this is going to be a, a brilliant fight. How close was the Pearson rematch to happening in 2019? Uh, we've got plans for that fight quite big plans in terms of venues and stuff like that so we're looking at spring summer for that fight obviously that was before the Serrano fight as well do we even try and pick up the undisputed at 140 as well I mean you've got Jessica McCaskill with two belts you've got this belt and you've got one vacant belt so she could essentially fight McCaskill in a rematch or Farias because they fight at undisputed for 140 that would be an incredible achievement and that was which I go back to the rematch squad and stuff like that she's got plans she wants to be in these Massive nights, career-defining nights, challenging all the time. Undisputed at 140, another weight world championship at 140. You know, Persoon uh, rematch, Amanda Serrano, which is probably the biggest fight in the sport right now. So, I think Katie wants to rematch Delphi Persoon. For me, there's other things that I want her to achieve as well. But I do think that rematch is inevitable for 2020 because I don't think she wouldn't let me not take that fight anyway. If that makes sense. What's the main motive for that Pearson rematch? Is it your personal performance or is it what some people's opinions are about that fight? I think or? the fight was just too close. It, it, it deserves a rematch. Yeah. And, um, I definitely have to uh, beat her a lot more convincingly. And um, I think there's unfinished business in the lightweight division. That's why I can I can hop up and down the weights, uh, no problem, lightweight and light welterweight. But, um, that the pursuing rematch it has to happen next year sometime. Would you feel like there was something missing from your career if you didn't rematch it? Um, no, I think I, I, I deserve to win. I mean, it was a very, very close fight, but I came out deserving it as a winner. But I would love, I, I just want to be involved in big fights, and this is a fight that people want to see. So. And by the way, it's a brilliant fight. Um, brilliant fight. Brilliant I mean, fight, yeah. you know, so who wouldn't want to see that fight again? Yeah. And by the way, the Amanda, this is a brilliant fight. This ain't going to be easy. I mean, they, they. I mean, they want to kill me, let alone Katie, and I'm not even fighting them. So they're here to win. Well, it's our manager. Yeah, apparently. I've never met him before in my life. Good What's speech, though. I thought Brian Cohen. I thought he gave a good speech. What's his name? Brian. Brian Cohen. Brian Cohen. What did you make of Amanda Serrano's performance over Heather Hardy? Yeah, I thought it was very, very impressive. Um, she always comes out very strong. Um, 
heavy-handed in the opening rounds. Heavy I mean, particularly yeah, in the opening rounds. You know. No, this is a fight that I absolutely want. That that fight has to happen next after after this fight. Is that yeah. the one you want immediately after? Is that I, what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, we're going to go. Fight. She's had a really good rest. She's very unique for Patty because she normally wants to fight every four weeks. So if she's going to box November second, she's also going to box January, February. And then, you know, we talked about the Pursuing fight in the spring-summer. So there's easy time to fit that in. Um, but first things first, this is going to be a right handful. So there's no point as we, you know, looking yeah. this one, this one, this one. If we don't win on November 2nd, it's all irrelevant anyway. Yeah, my focus is completely on this fight, November 2nd. And um, my uh, focus over the last few weeks has been completely on this fight. But I, I am aware that there are a huge fights out there for me if I overcome Christine on, on November 2nd. But you, you hate talking about what's, you know, people keep chucking Serrano and whoever You're other names. You're, yeah, she's answering that. your questions. But you, you can't say, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. No, I know, I'm just well, pointing out that no. she doesn't like talking about it. But, yeah, but, but she but, doesn't like talking about it, so yeah, you've made your point. But you were talking about it in the press conference. Brian? Because that's my job. Brian. Brian. I think you should let Katie go before you get Brian up here. Do you want to get Brian up here? If you want. Well, I think it's disrespectful. So, you know. Oh, we can, we can do. Fine. If you want to be fun. like that, you know. No, Katie, yeah, you've yeah, got to go to Sky it. anyway, so I was going to do that. <laughs> Brian, Brian. Brian. The opportunity arose for him to close the show, and he did it in emphatic style. Whatever he hits, Paul. Jamal Nayaz here with Eddie Hearn. We've just had the press conference for a stacked Manchester bill, and you got picked on again. Yeah, at I don't the press know why. I'm such a nice bloke. I can't understand it. You must and, and they all come up to me after and go, "Hey, I just thought I'd spice it up a little bit." I was like, "Mate, fucking hell's going on? It's like Chisora." But he's got that. They've got the hump. They don't have a rematch clause. Right. Would you think Sergey Kovalev's got a rematch clause fighting Canelo? I mean. So you must yeah. not have been flapping as much as last week. No, I'm not, I can I can handle Brian Cohen. I just can't handle Derek Chisora. So, uh, How are you in Derek at the moment? All right, You're fine. All right. Fine after, fine before. Yeah. You know. That was actually a bit difficult to watch. Which one, the Chisora one? Yeah, yeah it, was it was actually. Yeah, that really was quite funny. But um, it's it's only difficult because you never know with Chisora what he's capable of doing at any one oh, moment yeah. in time. Exactly. I mean, in so, this city, he showed fully yeah, what. Yeah, you doing. really do have to actually be careful. Yeah. So. Let's just talk about the magnitude of this card then. Some brilliant fights. Yeah. Katie Taylor going up, mm. Joshua Grazzi, world title eliminator, and then Crawler Swan yeah, Song yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, really pleased for Katie. And by the way, having been in that press conference, this is a tough fight. You know, Leonardo 2 is big girl at 140. Katie is 140 now. She's a small lightweight. She's going to be massively oversized in this fight. But she's going to have to use her feet and her boxing skills. And if she does that, I don't think there's anyone that can touch her. But we also know she loves to fight. It's going to be a brilliant fight. Boazzi Caparello is a great fight. You know, I keep talking in every interview about that fight between where he's operating at the moment and world championship level. This is the perfect one in between that. Great developmental fight. Uh, WBA world title eliminator on the line as well. Uh, and Crawler. You know, Crawler's given so much to this city. Um, the city have given him so much back. Mm. You know, and uh, when you think about 
those great seven nights really. You know, Murray, Perez, Perez, Barroso, Linares, Linares and Burns. It's been incredible. You and get a bit of a bump in your Yeah, I do, because I think he was never expected to be that guy. Mm. You know, if you'd have said five years ago, right, Crawler's going to have seven big headlight nights at Arena, they're going to be five of those would be big world championship fights, two of them are unification and ring magazine championship fights as well. You know, mm. and he's such a nice bloke. And, and to be part of a team that's delivered him those opportunities makes me very proud, and I'm very proud of him. He's a real nice bloke, like one of the nicest blokes you'll meet, and um, and he wants a proper fight. You know, he wants he wants to win. I want him to win as well, but he don't want to go in there and have this joke fight to end his career. He wants to put himself through it. And with the case of Boatsy, obviously he's got massive fights yeah. ahead. Should he win on this card? And he's a guy that you really don't need to tell him to keep on the straight and narrow and. Yeah, at the Mass, task at yeah, hand yeah. And, and, and again, I liken him to, in that respect, like people like Devin Haney, yeah. you know, who you don't have to worry about. You know, have got great work ethic, going to be working very, very hard, and um, yeah, he's a he's a brilliant talent. Yeah. But we're going to find out now against Caparello where he's at because you don't go in and just breeze through Caparello in a round or two. It's going to make him think. He's going to make him fight. And, and it's going to be a really tough fight. If he does breeze through him, though, are you oh, really then, like... You're almost ready for a world title, but I still would give him one or two more fights before yeah. he challenges for a world title, because look at the division. You know, take Kovalev out, who's probably the only, say, weakling. He's still a great fighter. Mm. Um, you've got Bivol, Betterbeer, and Godzic. I mean, they're brilliant fighters, so difficult to beat. So, no tearing rush, but we've got to keep it exciting for the fans. And we've got to keep Boatsy switched on. And I think this is a perfect guy. You mentioned Devin Haney there. Yeah. Impressed again at the Amazing. weekend. Yeah. A, a big American superstar on your hands. It, it, I really believe he is. You know, like our job's to create the hype and going into the fight, you're always a bit scared that, oh, is he, is he definitely the, the real deal? Mm. And it's funny going into that fight, people saying, oh, you know, Abdullah has been in the wild card. He's fucking good, he's strong, he's hurting people. And then you think, oh, blimey. And then he does that to him. And then everyone says, oh, Abdullayev's not much. You know, so there are still levels between Abdullayev and Lomachenko, obviously. Yeah. And they're the ones we need to start reaching. But he wants it all now. You know, he wants to fight Lomachenko now. He wants to fight Teofimo Lopez. He wants to fight Ryan Garcia. All these big fights. Javante Davis. And Mega fights. Where do you think him. he is with those I fights? I think he's ready. Yeah. I do. I mean, I'd still, you know, in an ideal world, I'd like him to have more experience. But I can't stop him. You know, he wants those fights now, and we've got to make sure that, that we deliver for them. Also, KSI, Logan Paul, it was really surreal to see you up there with them. We all know that the change of mind set came for you mm. beforehand. You're part of it now. What was it like actually seeing the, those two guys go to work on stage? A absolutely mental. Yeah. I mean, there were times where I was thinking, what on earth are you doing up here? Yeah. But you let them go with it, and these guys are geniuses. Like, in terms of what they do, Having been around them on Saturday, I've never seen anything like it. 700,000 people watching the press conference live just on their YouTube channels. I think it's up to nine or 10 million have watched that press conference. It's ridiculous. I mean, Frank Warren's show on Saturday got 24,000 audience mm. in this country. That is frightening. And these guys are able to turn on a switch and hit you with 700,000 audience like that. They're bright, and by the way, they're big lumps, and they're in shape, and they will have a tear up yeah. at the Staples Center. So now, we know their global audience is gonna be huge, but how do we retain them? The pessimists will say, well, you won't retain them. Maybe we won't. What are we gonna do? Not try. No, so exactly. what we've got to do is it's we've got to try. No, to it is, because we've got to try and retain them. So in that respect, if there's, I don't know, 
50 million people worldwide watching the fight. If we keep 1%, it's 500,000 people. New boxing fans. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the worst case scenario. So let them see greatness of the sport through Devin Haney, through Billy Joe Saunders, through these guys, and hopefully they fall in love with those guys and they fall in love with boxing. And I'm guessing with sort of the wage slip that Billy Joe's going to get on that card, he's not. Oh, he's too, had worse nights. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to be yeah. too disputive of that. No, but, but he understands as well. If, do you know what? The fighters understand it. Everyone's it's just people online who don't have a brain yeah. who goes, oh, what? It's like Frank Warren. Oh, He's in the big time now, Billy Joe Saunders is here, ha ha ha. It's like, mate, before he boxed in an empty conference league football stadium in front of about 100,000 audience on TV. Now he's gonna box on a staple center Los Angeles sold out card with a global audience of about 50 million. Mm. So yeah, it is the big time. But unfortunately, some people are too much of a dinosaur to actually understand marketing numbers and a digital world. And I saw that you did go on Logan Paul's podcast as well. Yeah, but that's another thing. So we're talking and he goes, this is great, let's do a podcast. Yeah. And everyone, the whole team comes out, puts up a set, puts up a studio, yeah, it's and he's like, right, boom, boom, camera's in, right, go, live. And it's like 230,000 people watching this thing live. How much do you admire both of those guys as business Geniuses, well? geniuses, geniuses. Mm. Genius, like being around them, you'd just think that they were a couple of idiots. Yeah. No, geniuses, geniuses. And his brother was on that podcast as well, Another, Jake. But also, he's a nutter. Yeah. But he's also, he's a genius and all. He's been calling out a guy who's big in the MMA world, sort of like Conor yeah, McGregor, Dylan Dennis. Have you heard of him? No, but uh, there's another one as well he's been calling out. Well, Sensei something, I don't know. I think like, he was He was talking about YouTubers, yeah. but he's legit calling out one of the best grapplers in Is the he? world. And they want to have a boxing match. Dylan Dennis has never had a boxing match, but he's an MMA fighter. I've got no idea. Um, I mean, what it would make more sense to do is to put him on an undercard the month later to right. try and retain that audience. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you've got the zone monthly subscribers. So they you're going to, I don't know, half a million new subscribers for this fight, probably mm. more. And by the way, next month, we've also got on the undercard, we've got Jake Paul. Yeah. I mean, that's clever. But whether that happens or not, I don't know. So with the future of those guys, obviously Logan's going to, both of those guys are going to be want to be main eventers. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, to I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, that's, I don't think it's going to work out like that. This isn't a start for me of putting on yeah, those not, YouTube main events. Yeah. But I'll tell you what it is. If this fight's decent mm. and people enjoy it, you're going to get loads of people trying to do it. Mm. So, you know, if, if that audience keeps staying and watching, how'd you say no? No, I agree. Tyson Fury mm. also fought the weekend. I don't know if you caught that performance. I haven't. I was on a plane, but I saw, I was shocked when I landed. And, yeah. you know, well, I was shocked that he managed to win the fight with the cut, as in they didn't stop didn't the fight. Out. I mean, but I just think that he wasn't motivated for the fight. It's difficult when you're in those kind of fights. I think he'll be much better for the Wilder fight if that ever happens. Obviously, he was riding a wave of complete positivity in mm. terms of the media, the hype from this mm. year, and then John goes off on that rant about yeah, it's weird. Some yeah, yeah, I don't know. Within the team, I don't know. You never know. I mean, you know, you got to think Ben Davidson's done a good job because he's been part of turning Tyson's life around. Although mm. ultimately he's the one that's done it, but the year's been disappointing for Fury because he was coming off the crest of December 2018 against Wilder, which he was like God. Yeah. And now he's had such a stinking year fighting Otto Wilding and Tom Schwartz. Can you? 
I mean, the argument that Frank would ha have mm. in that case is introducing him more to the American market, even though but they no have one went, But no fight. one subscribed. Yeah. They said they sold 8,000 tickets. That will be released soon by the Las Vegas Commission. I would be astonished if they sold more than 3,000 tickets. So, listen, I understand the mindset, but it's not working because it can't work when you're putting them in poor fights. Luckily, I mean, they got out of jail, but it was remotely competitive. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think they've done a great job building his profile since the Wilder fight. You know, if, you, if we think his, his profile has risen <coughs> since the Wilder fight, I disagree. Do you think that rematch actually happens at the date that they're saying? No, the not, not on the date they're saying. But, yeah, I, I expect it to happen. But I don't, I'm not sure Wilder or Ortiz will happen. I think they're struggling with the money. But, maybe, but then they can't even go straight into the fight because I don't think Fury will be ready. So it's all a bit of a balls up, but I'm sure that fight will get done. And he announced his targeted year of fights that he'd want next year. Anthony Joshua was part of that. Yeah. How easy do you think that's so still going to be? I think, it'll be? I think Fury would, would fight Joshua. Yeah. We have to get the deal right. Look, it's a lot easier now AJ's lost mm. to do a deal than after he's won. But if AJ beats Ruiz, he's the top dog by a mile. So wait for December 7th. And just talking about Ruiz-Joshua mm -hmm. too, the undercard yep. of that fight, any updates on who's going to be involved? No, uh, Povetkin against Hunter is a fight that we're looking at, um, a fight we're interested in, and actually Hunter against Price as well. Scott Quigg against John O'Carroll, another fight I'm thinking about, Jesse Vargas against Liam Smith, etc. Yep. etc. Et yeah. Right, thanks Thank so much you, mate. for time, Eddie. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Well, yeah, back on Behind the Gloves with another interview, joined by Eddie Hearn in Manchester after the Kate Taylor press conference. Goes straight talking about that card. First of all, the fight that caught my eye is Joshua Boatsy taking on, is it Caparello? Yeah, Blake Caparello, Blake Australia. Caparello. Uh, guy in the top 10 in the WBA, mm. really tough fight. It's the fight that we keep talking about between where he's been operating and the Bivols and the Better Beards mm. and people like that. You need that middle level to show if you're ready for those kind of mm. fights. And, uh, I think it's a perfect fight, tough Southport, only ever lost to the top, top level. And I expect Joshua Boatsy to have a, a good night, but a tough night, November 2nd. With the world title being an el eliminator, um, what's the sort of process for him to fight for the title if he wins it's this not, fight? It's not, to be honest, like you've got two eliminators. You've got a world mm. title eliminator, which moves you up the rankings, mm. generally to the top five. Mm. And then you've got a final eliminator for mandatory. So okay. I don't really want to push him too hard to the world title just yet. Mm. I want him to have three more fights. This is okay. one of them. Okay. You know, and keep boxing at that level mm. to show that you're ready and make sure you're ready because you know, those champions are no joke. You know, mm. So, I've um, got to make sure Josh is ready. Katie Taylor moving up a weight division. Uh, what was the sort of uh, thought process behind that? Because a lot of people were talking about the rematch with uh, Delphine Pursuit to happen straight away with it being such a sort of controversial yeah. decision. Uh, why did she move up? Just because we're looking at that fight, got some interesting venue ideas for that next spring summer. Mm. Um, and I think Katie wants to keep testing herself. So, one thing you do as a fighter is you try and become a multi-weight world champion, mm. you know, and that's on the, the cards if she beats an R2. Um, po possible undisputed fight mm. at 140 as well mm. against McCaskill, if all the belts are on the line for that fight. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting because the challenges are all there for her. You know, we talk about the Persoon rematch, the R2, we talk about Serrano, which is probably the biggest fight in women's boxing right now. Mm. 
you know, there's there's so many fights for her, and she's at a stage in her career as well. I argue with my friend up there. We can't give rematch clauses because we, who's interested in a rematch clause if Katie Taylor wins the fight? Hmm. She just wants to fight her soon, Serrano. And the fans will only moan if she's got to fight her again. So it's going to be a tough fight. She's, she's ready. She's tough. Is it Brian Cohen told me uh, afterwards that apparently you had some sort of deal where if, uh, what's her name, Lynn? Lin? I can't pronounce the name. Lind, Linda, the woman Taylor's fighting. Taylor's fine. Yeah. Oh, Leonardo said, Leonardo, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Loses, yeah. she can yeah. fight McCaskill. Is that a deal? Yeah, I said, if she puts up a great fire, yeah. and they will put her in McCaskill, no problem. So, you know, this is a great opportunity for her. You know, mm. Kovalev ain't got a rematch clause against Canelo. Mm. This is this is boxing. So, uh, but she's here to win. She's not particularly happy. I thought she was going to chin me at some stage. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a real fight. Um, I feel like I've been in the middle of uh, you and Bob Arum's yeah. disputes this last week. Um, he did reply back to what you said on Friday night, and he seemed to have uh, lost yeah. it a little bit. What I was your reaction he's to gone that? Like, last week, I noticed him go to um, several different shades of red with the blood pressure. You know, he went from sort of a mild pink to a bright red to a sort of burgundy to a violet on Saturday night. What Bob needs to do is he needs to get off the funny fags and he just needs to just relax. Um, unfortunately, people keep goading him, going, oh, did you see Eddie Hearn said this, Eddie Hearn said that? And then he goes off on one. So um, I don't think he felt great last week because of the amount of money he lost on the Fury fight. But, um, you know, Bob is a legend. Mm. So I have to give him my respect. I just don't always agree with what he says. Unfortunately, with these guys, they slate you and you come back and you say something and they go, right, we're going to sue you. It's like, hey, where'd that come from? You know, he says he's going to sue me if we make an offer for Devin Haney to fight Lomachenko. <coughs> but he's mandatory. What do you want me to do? Not do anything? So, yeah, we've got opinions. And, uh, you know, we will continue to juke it out in the boxing world. Talk about the fight on Saturday night. Last week you said uh, the fight is a shambles. Mm-hmm. Did you think that after, after Saturday? No, I think they got lucky because Fury was poor mm-hmm. and he got a cut where he couldn't see. Mm-hmm. So it made it 117-111 instead of 118 Do you think he should have been pulled out of that? I think he was very lucky that the ref or the doctors didn't put him out. Mm. Because I think any other country, I think they would have. But I just think Tyson weren't motivated for the fight. Like everyone knows he was not going to lose to Wilding. So he didn't box at his best. And I'm sure he'll be much better when he's in against uh, more dangerous opposition. Uh, Ryan Garcia has been having a dispute uh, with his promotional team. Have you seen any of that? What is yeah, your just on that? Twitter and, yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, look, it's never a great look, and I'm sure Oscar will deal with it. Mm. You know, I think you need to get the uh, fire extinguisher and put that out as soon as mm. possible because at the moment well, it's blazing I'll, I'll, and blazing. De La Hoya came out and said he's not the best prospect he's had to oh, the whole media yeah, and sort of exposed him yeah, in that sense. Would there be an in- interest for you to work with Ryan Garcia? I know no, you look under contract with Golden Boy. Let them sort things out and, and see what happens but you know, Golden Boy they, they, they're a very good company they know what they're doing but obviously there's a dispute and I think for both of them it's best that's sorted out sooner rather than later Do you think they're not doing the right job with Ryan Garcia? Because a lot of people a lot on social media have seen the sort of letting it go letting a star go within their eyes because like, he's got such a big following We don't like. really know the story do yeah. we? but you know, obviously he's not happy yeah. and don't help with Canelo retweeting every tweet that Ryan Garcia puts out yeah. And last question, how's uh, Dave Allen? Because we know he's come off social yeah, he's media. Right. I mean, I just think he needs some time off, you know. Yeah. I mean, he, lives, he lives in this social media world, this bubble, and it's not real, you know, so you've got to forget about that. Think, focus <coughs> on what makes you happy, what you have a passion for, and I think that is training 
his young fighters and his friends and mm-hmm. just enjoy your life. You know, financially he's taken care of all of that. He's got plenty of money, he's got houses, he's got property. Doesn't mean you're gonna be happy, but at least that struggle's gone from your life. So yeah. just take every day as it comes, keep breathing, love your family. Wise word. Eddie Ed, thank you very much. Hi fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video. And we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you go and download that. Bye, fight fans. Friday, back on Behind the Gloves with another interview. Joined by Eddie Hearn in Manchester after the... Kate Taylor press conference goes straight talking about that card. First of all, the fight that caught my eye is Joshua Boatsy taking on, is it Caparello? Yeah, Blake Caparello, Australia. Uh, guy in the top 10 in the WBA, mm. really tough fight. It's the fight that we keep talking about between where he's been operating and the Bivols and the better beers mm. and people like that. You need that middle level to show if you're ready for those kind of mm. fights. And uh, it's a perfect fight, tough Southport, only ever lost to the top, top level. And I expect Joshua Boetsy to have a, a good night, but a tough night, November mm. 2nd. With the world title <coughs> being an el- eliminator, um, what's the sort of process for him to fight for the title if he wins it's this not, fight? It's not, to be honest, like you've got two eliminators. You've got a world mm. title eliminator, which moves you up the rankings, mm. generally to the top five. Mm. And then you've got a final eliminator for mandatory. So okay. I don't really want to push him too hard to the world title just yet. Mm. I want him to have three more fights. This is okay. one of them. Okay. You know, and keep boxing at that level mm. to show that you're ready and make sure you're ready because you know, those champions are no joke. You know? mm. So I've um, got to make sure Josh is ready. Katie Taylor moving up a weight division. Uh, what was the sort of uh, thought process behind that? Because a lot of people were talking about the rematch with uh, Delphine Pursun to happen straight away with it being such a sort of controversial yeah. decision. Uh, why did she move up? Just because we're looking at that fight, got some interesting venue ideas for that next spring, summer. Mm. Um, and I think Katie wants to keep testing herself. So. One thing you do as a fighter is you try and become a multi-weight world champion, mm. you know, and that's on the, the cards if she beats Lenard too. Um, po- possible undisputed fight mm. at 140 as well mm. against McCaskill if all the belts are on the line for that fight. And um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting because the challenges are all there for her. You know, we talk about the Persoon rematch, Lenard too. Talk about Serrano, which is probably the biggest fight in women's boxing right now. Mm. You know, there's, there's so many fights for her, and she's at a stage in her career, so I, I argue with my friend up there. We can't give rematch causes because we, who's interested in the rematch calls if Katie Taylor wins the fight? Mm. She just wants to fight her soon, Serrano, and the fans will only moan if she's got to fight her again. So it's going to be a tough fight. She's, she's ready, she's tough. Is it Brian Cohen told me uh, afterwards that apparently you had some sort of deal where if, uh, what's her name, Lind, Lind, I can't pronounce her name, Lind, Linda, the woman Taylor's fighting. Taylor's fine. Yeah. Oh, Leonardo said, Leonardo, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. loses, yeah. she yeah. can fight McCaskill. Is that a deal? Yeah, I said, if she puts up a great fight, yeah. and they will put her in McCaskill, no problem. So, you know, this is a great opportunity for her. You know, mm. Kovalev ain't got a rematch calls against Canelo. Mm. This is this is boxing, so, uh, but she's here to win. She's not particularly happy. I thought she was going to chin me at some stage, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a real fight. Um, I feel like I've been in the middle of uh, you and Bob Arum's yeah. disputes this last week. Uh, he did reply back to what you said on Friday night, and he seemed to have uh, lost yeah. it a little bit. What I was your reaction? He's to gone that? like last week. I noticed him go to um, several different shades of red with the blood pressure. You know, he went from sort of a mild pink to a bright red to a sort of burgundy to a violet on Saturday night. What Bob needs to do is he needs to get off the funny fags and he just needs to just relax. 
Um, unfortunately, people keep goading him, going, oh, did you see Eddie Hearn said this, Eddie Hearn said that? And then he goes off on one. So um, I don't think he felt great last week because of the amount of money he lost on the Fury fight. But, um, you know, Bobby's a legend. Mm. So I have to give him my respect. I just don't always agree with what he says. Unfortunately, with these guys, they slate you and then you come back and you say something and they go, right, we're going to sue you. It's like, hey, where'd that come from? You know, he says he's going to sue me if we make an offer for Devin Haney to fight Lomachenko. <laughs> but he's mandatory. What do you want me to do? Not do anything? So, yeah, we've got opinions. And, uh, you know, we will continue to juke it out in the boxing world. Talk about the fight on Saturday night. Last week you said uh, the fight is a shambles. Mm-hmm. Did you think that after, after Saturday? No, I think they got lucky because... Fury was poor and he got a cut where he couldn't see. Yeah. So it made it 117-111 instead of 118 Think he should have been pulled out of that? I think he was very lucky that the ref or the doctors didn't put him out mm. because I think any other country, I think they would have. But I just think Tyson weren't motivated for the fight. Like everyone knows he was not going to lose to Wilding. So he didn't box at his best and I'm sure he'll be much better when he's in against uh, more dangerous opposition. Uh, Ryan Garcia has been having a dispute uh, with his promotional team. Have you seen any of that? What, what is yeah, just on Twitter and, yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, look, it's never a great look, and I'm sure Oscar will deal with it. Mm. You know, I think you need to get the uh, fire extinguisher and put that out as soon as mm. possible because at the moment well, it's blazing I, I, and blazing. Delahoya came out and said he's not the best prospect he's had to oh, the whole media and know. sort of exposed yeah, him in that I sense. Would there that. be an interest for you to work with Ryan Garcia? I know no, you look, he's under contract with Golden Boy. Let, yeah. let them sort things out see what happens but you know, Golden Boy they, they're a very good company they know what they're doing but obviously there's a dispute and I think for both of them it's best that's sorted out sooner rather than later Do you think they're not doing the right job with Ryan Garcia because a lot of people a lot on social media have seen this sort of letting it go letting a star go within their eyes because like, he's got such a big following We don't really know the story do yeah. we? but you know obviously he's not happy yeah. and don't help with Canelo retweeting every tweet that Ryan Garcia puts out yeah. And last question, how's uh, Dave Allen? Because we've known he's come off social yeah, he's media. Right. I mean, I just think he needs some time off, you know. I yeah. think he, lives, he lives in this social media world, this bubble, and it's not real, you know, so you've got to forget about that. Think, focus <coughs> on what makes you happy, what you have a passion for, and I think that he's training his young fighters and his friends, and mm-hmm. just enjoy your life, you know. Financially, he's taking care of all of that. He's got plenty of money, he's got houses, he's got property. doesn't mean you're going to be happy, but at least that struggle's gone from your life. So yeah. just take every day as it comes. Keep breathing. Love your family. Crack on. Wise word. Eddie Ed, thank you very much. Hi fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video. And we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye, bye fans. This is Cuban Cassis for Eiffel TV in association with MTK Global in Manchester for the announcement of the show on the 2nd of November. Yep. Well, I don't know where to start. I think I do know where to start. Eddie Hearn actually forgot that you were there. Disrespect. It was, wasn't it? Disrespect, Cougar. 
didn't want for Katie Taylor saving me, giving me a nudge. That would have been what it. What would have happened? Like, I almost didn't want Katie Taylor to even say it. Yeah, I Just didn't. to see what would have happened. Because <laughs> he would have got everyone up and then set everyone... It would have been so awkward. And he had the cheat, mate. And then he sort of played... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he forgot, did he? He forgot. He did forget. Yeah, but no, I'm joking. He's... Uh, Listen, I've got him with it. Listen, it's a great card. It's busy up there. It was all crammed in, so it's allowed. It's allowed. We'll said him, a few nice things about me before it, so it's allowed. Of course. Uh, one last hurrah. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Why did you kind of? No, because listen, I think I didn't want. I don't want to be the guy who says, "Oh, one last fight," and then oh, I'll have another one. I'll have another one. And so if I say it now, then I'd like to stick to... No, I'm saying I like, I want to stick to the word. Um, because, you know, I've said it time time again, you stay in boxing too long, it'll take more from you than you take from boxing. You should not You should never let that. As, much, as amazing as a boxing thing, it's took me to places that I never could have imagined. It's made the life, you know, my life easier, my family's life easier, more importantly. But it's... Do you know, being realistic now, and I think it pushed it. I, I made my professional debut October 2006 at the arena, so it's over 13 years later, I'm still getting punched with the small gloves. Um, and listen, I've achieved everything I wanted to out of boxing, and you know, yeah, I'd, I'd love to win another world title, but I'm a realist as well, Kugan, where Lomachenko's got the belts, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So. You know, someone say, "Oh, there's still some big money fights out there," but then would have been doing it for the wrong reason. And you know, you can earn money other ways, and they might not be as, as good as what would get in those, you know, fights that could be talked about. But I think you've got to be sensible. You've had some sensational nights at that stadium. Yes. Um, what what kind of comes to the top of it for you? Um, it's sad, obviously, winning the title. Yeah. Um, Defending it was Defending right up there. It, yeah, Defending sorry, it yeah. was right up there because I was an underdog that night. There's, there's so many, like the Burns night was a great night because the arena had not long reopened. Um, and a great dance partner in, in Ricky. Obviously, me and John Murray had a great little battle there. You know, so it was split, the city was split. And, and there's, there's been so many yeah. Cubans, you know what I mean? But like I said, I've, I say it all the time, I've been to that arena for years and years before the days of Ricky. Obviously, Ricky's big nights, nothing will ever compare to them for me. But to, you know, to be the next one in line to have the big nights at the arena, the next Manchester lad, it, uh, no, it means it means a lot. Mm. Sound good, mate. He, he's outdone you. He's, he'll still be going when they rename the arena again. He'll be still there. Um, Opponent-wise, yes. uh, who's been talked about at the moment? Genuinely, honestly. He, um, there was a good Russian fighter who got mentioned already, but then that, and now a few more have come through. Genuinely, not got an opponent yet. Like a few people said, you know, you must have, I don't know everyone to speak to Eddie after here or tonight on the way home. Uh, but it'll be someone, you know, it'll be someone who's a good fighter. It'd be just for the ego. If I was going there to bowl someone out in a round or two, it's just for the ego, for the wrong reasons as well. Do you know what I mean? Unlikely to be a domestic opponent, though. I think so, yeah, unlikely, unlikely. Because I know, I know a few people have mentioned Tommy to me, you know, uh, Tommy Coyler. I think Tommy put something on social media. And Derry Matthews chucks his name in the hat on, there, there the, one, yeah, on one of uh, Eddie Hearn's Instagram it as well. posts. He probably means it as well. But, you know, I know Tommy's put something a bit back. Um, 
was with me, but I was away at the time, so I didn't tell him. I won't be rude or ignoring the thing, and I've got a lot of respect for him. I really have. Um, does a lot of great things, you know, out, outside of boxing. Uh, it's never been talked about sort of to us, so we'll see, mate. I, I genuinely, well, hopefully, like seeing the next few days, we'll have an opponent uh, confirmed. Mm. Is it about one last win or is it one la one last war? Well, I want to go out on a win. That's it. You're not <laughs> kidding. Um, I certainly want to go out on a win, and uh, yeah, I'd take it if it's a bit of a war as well. But I think, you know, I I want to. Most important is obviously getting the win against good opposition. Um, and it's just that last night in Manchester, really, do you know, what what I mean a lot to us. It's uh, probably, I know it's the only box there, sort of, by the time fight night comes, almost 12 months ago, but I'd sort of like to go out with a nice win there, rather than how I did, although it was against one of an all-time greats uh, in Lomachenko, I'd like to go out with a win. But um, they say we'll, we'll um, be in a proper fight and I look forward to it. Well, it's a bit of an understatement to say that you had your moments in your career more yeah. so and kind of that I know a lot of people had their opinions about you fighting Lomachenko as, as did yeah. people for Luke Campbell but the bottom line is if you don't want to fight guys like that then you're in yeah, the wrong sport yeah you're in the wrong sport and mm. listen you, nearly every fighter wants to be a world champion someone as good as Lomachenko just happens to hold three of the belts it's um, it was two and I walked in but do you know what do you do you try and take other steps to you listen I could hang around in boxing now and try and get fights and there's probably still decent money fights for me but I would be doing it just for the money and is, is that the right reason no it's not it's not there's, like I say I might not get paid as much as what some of those fights would do but there's, you still earn money do you know what I mean and it's, if that's what you're in for it's for the wrong reasons um, a word on uh, Joe Gallagher as well yes um, Obviously, what, what was his kind of thoughts about you having this last one? He was, Joe was like, I think he always knew it was going to, Joe would have been happy to me to retire. And then he he said like, ah, oh, you know, I just do an eight rounder or something like that. I could never ever just do an eight rounder. So, I, um, you know, you know he's, he's back in there. He's back in it, but he would he would have been happy for me to twang up the gloves, and he just wants this to be the last one now, and it will be, it will be. But he, um, he didn't accept this. He don't want me to be carrying on after this. Mm. Okay. Well, Anthony, uh, obviously wish you luck in your final Thank you, as a, a professional. And um, listen, I'm sure you'll be around the scene even of after course, your fight mate. and everything. So, of course, definitely. But we'll definitely catch up with you ahead of November the second. It should down, be mate. an emotional night. Thank you, yeah. It's not as emotional as what you've got on here. Mate, they've gone down, mate. I've had mixed feedback, believe it or not. Can you believe it? Why not? I, um, more people asking me about the pants than the fight. That's <laughs> But no, it's, uh, no I'm, I'm happy with them. Top man. Anthony Crawler, thank you very much for the drive on TV. And obviously we'll catch up to you before November 2nd. Defo, mate, defo. Top man. Bye-bye. The opportunity arose for him to close the show, and he did it in emphatic style. Whatever he hits, falls.